Hey everybody, welcome back to Theological Soul Food. I am Lisa. I'm one of the co-hosts with Pastor Brendan Glass. Now as always, if you are new to the show, you need to go back and, and listen to the other episodes. It's a good time, it's a good laugh. But for Theological Soul Food, it's a podcast dedicated to calling the black community back to its former state of spiritual satisfaction through engaging conversations, teachings, and encouragement. Together, we will feast on the spiritual meal that was once nur- that once nourished our ancestors. Pastor yeah. Class, what's up, sister? What is up? <laughs> I'm back to be. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, me too. And one of the reasons I'm glad to be back is because we got food again. Man, listen, three episodes in a row. Three episodes in a row, and I just got <laughs> off work too. Yeah. I eat all day because of this. Now, as everybody know, we've been doing this thing called Name or Nom. Mm-hmm. I didn't brought Pastor Glass some food from Dope Chef. Mm-hmm, I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. him we're gonna talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But he didn't already dug into the food. Oh yeah. <laughs> no fact I did too. Man, okay, mine's almost <laughs> <laughs> shrimp and grits is what's on the oh menu today oh. with some banana pudding. So we're gonna try the banana mm. pudding together later mm. in the show. But Pastor Glass, so it's gonna get named. I'm just letting y'all know now. It's we already <laughs> <didn't> decided. <laughs> We started recording. We named yeah, it today. I smelled it and said, oh, that's We looked at name. it. We named it today. <laughs> so, Pastor mm. Glass, one of my favorite holidays just passed. Yeah. Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, Pastor. What you do on Juneteenth? Man, I Juneteenth. So, so, here's the thing. June has been a crazy month for us. Mm-hmm. Graduation, prom. You got Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Two of my daughters have birthdays. And we took my oldest daughter to the early college program in Hampton U. Okay, come so on. We, exactly. So we usually try to do like a Juneteenth something, mm-hmm. which is big, um, but we just couldn't this year. So we scaled it back, just a couple people over our barbecue. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, we did celebrate. I was about to say, that's your celebration right there, a yeah. barbecue. Oh yeah. Now we're not gonna talk about the fact that I did not get an invite to the barbecue. I don't want to side. Just saying. Um, Got you next time. My bad. My bad. That's all right. My feelings hurt, but it's okay. (laughs) Um, But no, I'm glad you guys got to celebrate. So I unfortunately did nothing. Huh? I thought it was your favorite holiday. It is, but I was like dog sick. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, I thought COVID got me. I thought (laughs) she was on my neck. Oh, no. But so one of the things it's and it's been my tradition since the song came out. So one of the things that I like to do on Juneteenth, mm-hmm. so I already have it off of work, so I couldn't go to work. I was sick. I like to listen to the song by ASAP Ferg okay. called Black. Okay. And it's just the epitome of everything black, black culture. Okay. He mentions, he mentions Huey P. P. Newton. Yeah. Just everything black. Okay. And All I right. just put it on up to a hundred oh and just blasted throughout my entire neighborhood <laughs> oh wait so you wait 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 you got in the car and was driving around with it <laughs> oh, that is my that's like my celebration okay <laughs> i like it in celebrating juneteenth because it, it's just like the epitome of mm-hmm. the black experience so, man listen that's dope i like that <laughs> That's what we do. Usually, we like we like to get loud. together and, yeah. and hang out and stuff. And um, I remember one year we had every we had everybody at the house. 
and we took a moment like we, we ate food we played games but we also took a moment to like watch a segment of the black and this is this one of my favorite moments but like watch the segment of the blackish mm-hmm. show where they talked about juneteenth mm-hmm. it was like a little cartoon in the roots mm-hmm. shout out to the roots um they played us they played a song just kind of like illustrating what juneteenth means and mm-hmm. explaining it and it was for it was mainly for the kids but it was really for me yeah. i'm in that mug glued to it like i haven't seen it a billion times yeah so it was um that's one of my favorite moments of uh celebrating juneteenth so yeah, yeah it was just this year was real scaled back like okay. you said couldn't do much because I was just sick. I, I really thought I had COVID again. Well, I'm glad you didn't have COVID. <laughs> and I'm glad you better. My co-host is here. Man, so like one thing that we like to do in Juneteenth, or I like to do, is man, I just turn the TV or have back, the background playing a blackity black movie like mm-hmm. Black Panther or Come on. anything. Color Purple. Color Pur- uh, let's see. Harlem Nights. Hold on. I'm about to hit you with something. What up? Crooklyn. Crooklyn? Okay. See, I was, I was going to question you. Of course I've seen Crooklyn. I was about to say. Come on, man. All right. I think you were like. I was was young. I'm about to say, when it came out, like. (laughs) But that's one of my movies. You claim it. You was barely old enough. Yeah, mom used to play that all the time. Oh, okay. All right. Boys in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Friday. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. All the classics. Oh, yeah. All of them. Got to play them. Background. Yeah. Men's Society just hit 30 years. Did it? It's 30 years oh. old. 30 years I'm old. old. <laughs> I think it's, like, yeah, I think not, it's 30 years old for Minister Society. Not 30. 30 years. And then it go right there. <laughs> 30. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was the celebration. And we mm-hmm. try to make especially so for Isla, I try to make sure that I do something so that way she gets a, a true grasp of what Juneteenth yeah. means. And um it was just this year I wasn't able to, but I'll do it. Listen. I'll do bigger and better next year. I promise oh, you that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I promise you that. Next year, yeah, it will be one year into the podcast. Come so, on. You know. <laughs> Come on. It'll be great. All right. So, Pastor Glass, kind of um, moving things along here. So, we recently, like, we've talked about the Holy Spirit and yeah, what it yeah. has to do with the, Af- you know, the African church. Mm. I just kind of want to, I want to get into that. So, how and explain it to me how does the holy spirit like what does the holy spirit mean in the black church context man that is a very 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 difficult question to answer (laughs) and the reason is because there's so much diversity of opinion when it comes to the holy spirit in Mm -hmm. the black church Mm -hmm. like for example i come from a baptist church that was pretty fundamentalist uh, pretty conservative okay and I know my experience with the Holy Spirit completely contrasts yours. It does. Because you came up, was it Pentecostal or Apostolic? Apostolic yeah. later tr- trans- transferred to a Pentecostal church. Yeah. So there's a lot of diversity. So, for example, mm-hmm. what was shouting in your context? And I was, I'm going to, I'm going to tell myself here in a Come minute. On. So shouting. Mm. Holy Spirit just took off and you just had to dance. Okay. Your feet got real fast. Okay. <laughs> and then it was, oh, don't link up with somebody else and uh-huh. y'all be on the same rhythm. Oh. Stop it. You got them people standing around with their face all scrunched up, waving at you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? <laughs> Where are the visuals? We need somebody in here live recording. Where Andre at? <laughs> because when I tell you, you would link up with some. Now, 
that was never my experience. Okay. Because I was not, I was rhythmically challenged. Mm -hmm. So I didn't shout. Really? Yeah. I didn't shout. But I knew plenty of people. And that was like your outwardly expression of the Holy Spirit taking yeah. over being in that moment and you just, you had to dance. Yeah. 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 Oh, she started moving. Those arms started pumping. <laughs> but that was it. My lower body didn't move. I was in the seat like. <laughs> they jump a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then when it's time for the end, it was, yeah, yeah. When, the, but, when it's time for it to move on, it's but that would get people going yeah. even more. <laughs> At that point in time, it's all up to the musicians, the drummer, right? So, but so for like, so that's your thing of shouting. So for me in the Baptist tradition, I came up here, you know, shouting would be a like a wail, like a wail, okay, like a ah! okay. Ah! like it was literal shouting mm-hmm. and the extent of the dancing was like a floor stomp you know what i'm saying if okay. you catch the holy ghost it was a floor stomp so it was just kind of like uh, you know what i'm saying like okay. that floor stomp holding on to the pew yeah. or something like that but like no i didn't see people like dancing like cut, the two step moving. the foot step like the the, the cutting the rail like, i didn't see that no that was that was like a normal and you knew who was I'm not gonna put nobody out, so I'm just gonna say, Brother Johnson. You yeah. knew Brother Johnson yeah. was gonna shout yeah. at least once yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout this entire moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so like, yeah, that's the context. So that's just one example. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? So you got the Baptist Church Apostolic doing that. Um, laying on the hands. What about that? So there was laying up laying of hands. Mm-hmm. Right. And it even sounds a little bit different when you say it. So it ours is like laying of hands. It okay. sounds like you're saying laying on of hands. <laughs> See diversity. <laughs> but like like laying of hands was like, okay, you went up to get prayer. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Prayer the the pastor or intercessory prayer, they all in your ear and they, mm-hmm. they moving you and then all of a sudden they put their hands on your stomach. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, God. Like you and you you doubled over mm-hmm. at this point. Then Okay, because you got to make sure that somebody behind you, mm-hmm. they put the hand on the forehead. <laughs> you on the floor. On the Here floor. come the prayer cloth. Yep. Let, uh, the blanket laid over What's the over purpose you. of the prayer cloth? Now, the prayer, For the people who don't know what that is. So the prayer cloth was to, 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 to be spread over. So, so if you were a, a lady, mm-hmm. a lady, yeah, yeah. if you were a lady, they put the prayer cloth over you because they, they wanted to make sure you were covered. Yes. That none of you... you, you your goodness was, yes. was on display. Yes, yes, okay? yes, yes. But they, and even while you were getting prayed for, you'd have the ushers come up and they'd have it like stretched wide mm-hmm. behind you. So that way, like almost like a covering screen. Yeah. But then they had to be ready to catch you. Yeah. See, the <laughs> covering screen for the, you know, for the the unintentional Holy Ghost twerking. Right. <gasps> so we got to cover that up, mm-hmm. you know, so the brothers don't stumble. Exactly. Because you you twerking for the Holy Ghost. Right. You Not moving. for nobody else. You moving. <laughs> and that thing moving too. Some, some women <laughs> were just blessed. Right. Are just blessed. Right. So they want to make sure people stayed in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. We ain't twerking for you. They twerking for the Holy Ghost. And right. the only person need to see that is you the Holy Jesus. Ghost. <laughs> no Holy Spirit. <laughs> But like but this so like, episode is hilarious. To me. <laughs> uh, hey, we talk. About, hey, this is. Hey, we gotta talk about it. This is what we know. Yeah. All right. So what you ain't, what you didn't talk about? 
So for me, in our context, there was no really laying on the hands. Really? There was like the laying on the shoulder. We'll pray mm. for you. We'll put our hand on your shoulder. But it wasn't really a lot of laying on of the hands or laying of the hands. Mm-hmm. But you didn't talk about the when, when the fallouts. The fa- No, remember I said they were like. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that's why we started talking about the paracloth. Uh, I guess what I didn't talk about is like the controversy about the fallouts. Like, so. Like, did it really happen? Did I just fall down because I didn't want to get smacked in the head a bunch of times? It was controversy, right? Like people were saying, like I was getting pushed down. Yeah, and I knew. And here's the thing: from like true experience, I knew pastors that would push, yeah, like really like hard. But you would, my defiance. So Mm -hmm. I would plant my feet. (laughs) I just asked, bro, you're not about to put me down on this ground, okay? Especially I'm in the church. I don't know nothing about. (laughs) You're not about to lay me out on this floor just to get your numbers up. Absolutely not. Oh. I'm defiant. Okay. But <laughs> to get the here's out. the thing. I I believe that there were like legit people being and, and it would be called slain in the mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. There were people who were actually slain in the spirit mm-hmm. and just like like they were just in an emotional, like they just laid out and they're just bawling, mm-hmm. sobbing. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, and like, it, maybe that was just like that weight of just needing to be like released. Yeah. And so they just be laid out. Yeah. yeah Start yeah, fishing yeah, out yeah. this month. Man, listen, ain't nothing wrong with that. So like, and, and that's the controversy because, you know, people would say, well, you don't see examples of that in the Bible. And only an example of that in the Bible is when you see uh, like when the, um, the soldiers were standing guard at Jesus' tomb and they were, you know, in an ecstatic stress. Well, one, that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have examples of people being in a form of what we would call being slain in the st- spirit. It's called alternate state of consciousness, mm-hmm. which is what Pentecostals experience. Um, but here's what I've always been my answer to that. You mean to tell me that the power of God can't knock you down? Right. It, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the power of God can't over... Can't, you're saying... Some people get overwhelmed by the sight of Beyonce and they right. fall out. You saying God can't right. do that? No, exactly. <laughs> like literally lose their mind when their favorite sub- celebrity uh, just mentioned their name. Just mention their name and they on the ground pass out. You mean to tell me right. God hyperventilating? Right now, now some people are professional slainers, <laughs> or you know they they are professional <laughs> like. You look at them, they just mm-hmm. gonna pass out. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got certain people, like you said. They got a quota. If I got a thousand people up in here, I got to have at least five of them pass out. Exactly. You know, I've actually seen some abuses. And this is where Pentecostalism gets a bad rep because you got abuses. There's one dude who went viral because some girl lay hand, he laid hands on some girl and she just stood there. And yeah, he just, yeah, he chastised her for that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people get chastised for that. Some of y'all just ain't da 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 da. So that's, 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 part of yeah or on the flip side then you're accused of having this supernatural demon inside yeah, of you that man. won't allow you right. to no i just for prayer yeah i just lost my mom <laughs> like, come on man lay, lay down demon whoa wait right. a minute wait a minute right just because i did not meet your expectation of how this is supposed to go exactly i mean you got to start chastising me exactly so yeah, that's why a lot of people have Pente- um, Pentecostal charismatic abuse uh, syndrome, mm-hmm. what some people call it, or I call it. Um, all right, cool tongues. So, I didn't know what a tongue was until I went to college. Really, confession, honest. Like people used to talk about it and joke about it. Like I remember a long time ago, um, 
in Living Color did a skit, mm-hmm. and it was Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey acting like they were televangelists. Oh it's my. classic. <laughs> oh my god, it's so classic. And they were hustlers, mm-hmm. and they was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm getting a message from the Lord. Oh, I'm getting a message from the Lord." I mean, they were acting like, yeah. <laughs> and they was, and I think it was Damon Wayans. He was like, "Wait, okay, uh, Mama say, Mama say, Kamakuka, Mama say, Mama say." Like he started saying like phrases, acting like he's speaking in tongues. I didn't get the joke. <laughs> I know what tongues was. My conversion, my 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 Baptist conservative tradition never talked about mentioned none of that. I know yours is a little different though. Well, completely different because <laughs> that was your sign that you were saved. Yeah, that was the evidence yeah. of you being one hundred percent. Yeah, Jesus Christ filled. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, was speaking in tongues, and it was. It was it was an experience like knowing about it and even having a desire to want to because if you felt if you didn't if you didn't speak in tongue it was like that was your ultimate goal to get mm-hmm. to that point yeah of being able to and, and and it was somewhat of a fear that if I died before right yeah I spoke in tongues I'm going to hell yeah. like <laughs> so yeah. It wasn't until, I mean, of course, that was always a part of my black church experience as far as, and and that, I mean, I know some, there's some white Pentecostal churches that probably do the exact same thing. Oh, God, yes, yes, (laughs) yes, they do. Yes. The answer to that question is yes. Yes. Um, But it was just like, not to add to the trauma, and I don't want to say that it was actually trauma. It was just like that was just like the the ultimate goal was like mm-hmm. you had to be in order to show that you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you had to be able to speak in tongues because that is your heavenly language. Yeah. That is how you actually communicate with God. And then getting older and understanding that it's a little bit more complex than that, mm-hmm. even to the point where I I felt like I was like. From my understanding, that is even something that shouldn't necessarily always be on display mm. if you're talking to God. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one of those things where, unfortunately, it, like everything else, we kind of grab stuff, capture it, and it becomes a badge of honor. It becomes a. Yeah, it becomes a sign of elitism. Mm-hmm. And. You know, this is theological soul food, and I know I will get some angry emails and letters on that, mm-hmm. but that is bad doctrine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most people now who um, are on, you know, and, and that's a doctrine that you begin to see. It's not many people preach that anymore. Yeah. It's not good doctrine. Like, that's just not good doctrine. But I understand. Yeah. I understand why it became indoctrinated, but that's not mm-hmm. good doctrine. But. Yeah, man. Like that tongue thing has always been controversial. It's going to continue to be controversial probably till Jesus comes back. Yeah. Why? Because it is a supernatural. It's a supernatural in, um, experience that is easily faked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> easily faked. And it is one that people have no desire to explore. And scriptures can be a little obscure mm-hmm. when it comes to it, mm-hmm. even though in my mind is very clear. 
Um, but yeah, people could say, well, look at this and look at that. And well, see, this says that. And so we have to believe that the gifts of tongues are, are, have ceased. Or when we talk about tongues, we're actually talking about real other languages, even though Paul says heavenly languages mm-hmm. as well. Um, but um, yeah, that's one. All right. A couple more. Okay. Uh, you talked about dancing. What about like deliverance? That was where that, 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 that demon thing comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Come out! <laughs> And it was like a, it was like you would be like literally my experience with deliverance. Okay. And still to this day, I'm because I'm a scaredy cat. I don't do scary movies at all. I'm a scaredy cat. And I just don't do spirits. (laughs) But I will never forget. So I was in this singing group. We were at this church. It's hot Mm -hmm. as all get out in here. Okay. It's a small little church, almost like a little storefront, Mm -hmm. pews, bread pews. And like we're singing, we're like in it. I I truly believe the spirit was there. We moving, we moving. And I will never forget. So there was this lady that something just said, go over comforter. She and like she just she's she's on a pew just crying. She's just oh, and she's so distraught. And then all of a sudden, she just doubles down and I'm rubbing her back. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We in here. We in this moment. And a lot of things don't gross me out, but I'm we in this moment. She yeah. starts throwing up. Yep. I get some tissue. I'm about to clean it up. I go oh, to clean it up. Sweet. One of my uh, people that I was singing with snatched me up and was like, "Absolutely not! She has a spirit in her. You need to get rid- you need to get away from her." Pastor's like, "We got a deliverance in here. We got a deliverance mm. in here. That demon is coming out." Terrified ever since. Uh, one of my uh, one of the memories that I will never forget. Yeah, and like so ignorant and dumb in my thinking because i was young i'm thinking oh, did it jump on me <laughs> this is spirit on me no <laughs> dang man I'm <laughs> but like i was just <laughs> I'm, i didn't sleep oh no stressed. when i tell you i was stressed i had to be in like my early 20s oh yeah i had to be in my early 20s i'm stressed out because i think the spirit that she threw up is just then just jumped on me oh because the door it was hot in there so the doors were open and yeah. at one point they like once it was all said and done and i'm talking to a friend of mine it was like well they have the doors open so the spirit can get out okay well, I didn't know if it left because you can't see it. And I thought it was on me. So I just, I, that was like, that's my deliverance experience. Who knew the spirits move like COVID-19? I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <sighs> this, is wh- this is why it's important to read your word yes. for yourself. Yeah. Because in it, it, like the, the, I can't remember what story that was. As far as the spirits going into the swine and then they're jump, yeah, yeah, yeah. They jump Mark over. five, like that, and that still plays in my mind. Yeah. But it was also like just the ignorance of myself of not like getting a a small illustration of that story, and then and then allowing other people to kind of feed into that and mm-hmm. think that this spirit then jumped over. Yeah, the spirit didn't got me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've I've heard many. Cause so what happened was when I went to college and I my, the world of Christendom opened up to me and Western Christianity opened up to me and denominations opened up to me. You know, I started a choir in undergrad. Me and some friends and the choir blew up. Mm-hmm. And it, and you know, it's it's 
all denominational. So everybody yeah. from different dynamics. So that's how I got introduced to all this stuff I was not really too familiar with, or we just kind of joked about it. Um, but the, uh, the, 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 it was so messed up. Like I've heard stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you come, I remember I heard you barbers shouldn't be cutting everybody's hair. Yeah. Or you can't be letting every barber cut your hair. You shouldn't be letting mm-hmm. everybody. There's a transfer. Can, a, tr- a transfer can happen from their hands to your head. Mm-hmm. To, and next thing you know, you demon pissed. I knew a person where they got their hair done. I got cut by someone. And next thing you know, and, and, and of course, especially in the 90s. Yeah. Whoever you sleep with, you now if they got a demon, you got a you demon. Got and demon. I'm just like, eeks. y'all, ooh, this is. This is what I used to call that spooky spirituality. Yeah. Um, and that's what people thrived on. That's what people really, it, it really, spooky spirituality has always been very profitable. That's why you got to be careful of it. Yeah. Um, it's very profitable because we are in, we like the things of the supernatural. And yeah, that's the situation. And and, and it's, it's unfortunate because deliverance is such a powerful and necessary ministry. Mm-hmm. It's powerful and necessary, but because so many people have been turned off at the abuse of deliverance ministry because deliverance ministry is exciting. It is stimulating. Yeah. It does get a lot of attention. And more importantly, it let it, 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 if you are the person who is the catalyst, Mm -hmm. then that makes you distinct. It makes you seem spiritual. It makes you seem like you have spiritual authority when it's God that has spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people are well, Trained, what I'm saying, trained, but formulated by God so much so that it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. But honestly, when it comes to deliverance, if you are able to participate in one person being delivered, and that's the only thing that's ever happened in your life in terms of deliverance, that's a win. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where we have to understand we are being used by God for someone's deliverance. Yeah, it's not we are using God to do deliverance mm-hmm. so that our church cred can go up. Mm. But yeah, I've had, I have very, 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 very interesting encounters with demons. I've laid my hands. I've, I've exercised some demons. My first one I exercised, it was some friends and I, we traveled and that set me up for when I got back to uh, campus once and a very similar story, praise and worship, choir rehearsal at the, at the, at the uh, college and this girl is just wailing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's just her. She just does that. Every time a song, like, we could start, you know, we could be doing the warm-ups, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Yeah. I mean, and she just starts wailing. Appraisal. You know, we don't know nothing. Just pray. Oh, geez, she ready. She ready. Expectation. <laughs> <laughs> and she just going in. And then at one point in time, it was kind of a disruption. So she went, some people took her to the hallway. You know how, you know, we escort people out when they get yeah. the Holy Ghost. And um, she was wailing. And I'm like, I go outside into the hallway. To where I'm like, this, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And she is, they can't console her. She's just wailing. And I'm talking about shrieks, not yeah. like crying, but like shrieks, like, like almost unhuman shrieks. Yeah. And I go over and I'm like looking at her. I go and get in front of her and she's sitting on some steps and I look at her and I'm like, what's going on? And then she just kind of falls back onto her back. Wow. Like she was standing, it was like she was sitting on the top uh, landing of a uh, or top step of a stair landing. Mm-hmm. And so she lay back on her back and she's just like, uh, you're wailing mm-hmm. the shrieks. 
And I'm like, all right. So I called her name. Mm -hmm. She didn't respond. Mm -hmm. So she's laying and she's not making eye contact with me. So her face is like to the like to the side. side. Mm -hmm. And I call her name. Nothing. But then I say, Satan. She look at you. She looked at me. Oh, no. I got to go. With Mm -mm. the most. Her eyes were bugged out. Her face was, was contorted. Con- absolutely not. So I was, I was, I was there, and it was me, one of my sisters, and another young lady, mm-hmm. like one of my you know, sisters in Christ, and another young lady, because they were the ones, like you know, consoling her, helping her calm down. And when I said Satan, her face changed and looked and got contorted. I looked up and I was by myself. <laughs> they, they were out. They were. <laughs> As I would have been as well. They were gone. I'm leaving. <laughs> in all fairness, like they, they, um, they went in to tell the choir, hey, you know, they, they went in, but one didn't come back. The other one came back and stayed at a difference. And some other people kind of came out to help intercede. Mm-hmm. And same thing. I was just like, get out in the name of Jesus. And girls started throwing up on the floor. Um, and she looked completely different after that. Mm-hmm. So I've I've had those encounters enough to know that deliverance ministry is real and is necessary. No, it's definitely real. I just don't know if that would be my assignment in the <laughs> army of the Lord. He he didn't is, <laughs> that I wouldn't be reporting to that one. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, you know what I'm saying? It could be an emergency situation. There's there's not a nine one one for you know deliverance hotline. You know, emergency <laughs> services. There's not deliverance emergency services, man. It's it's not, Pastor. That's why I just I don't know. D E S. That would be dope, though. <laughs> man, we could make some money, right? Deliverance emergency services. <laughs> hey, I ain't trying to lay hands on this person, but they clearly got a demon. How fast y'all got somebody over here? How quickly can y'all get here? <laughs> we can be there about fifteen twenty minutes. What area are you in? <laughs> um. I don't know what side of Akron. Oh, it's going to be about an hour. I kid, guys. I kid. Don't. <laughs> hey, we have okay. fun. That's what we on here. But we talk about some truth and the real stuff. What? I don't know. No, but okay. So last point here. Last point. Mm-hmm. Music. Yeah. You- <laughs> music. What was your music experience like? Music experience. You don't listen to nothing secular. Mm. Nothing secular. Okay. Mm. Cause they got spirits. Yes. It's spirits in the music. You can't listen to nothing secular. Flip side to that, I it was like maybe over 10, 15 years ago, Fred mm-hmm. Hammond came out with almost like a sec like a R and B controversy. Mm-hmm. Burn on the album. And you know Fred Hammond. Mm-hmm. That's right hand of God, right? There. Mm-hmm. Like we, Spirit of David, okay. I still play that. Okay, bread of life. Come on, man. <laughs> down from glory. <laughs> don't don't make me start because I start. I know, I know. The podcast is over. I'm about to just sing. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, but no, like, and it was who else was it? I can't remember. It was like a couple other artists. Oh, Mary, Mary, and all of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They worked with David Banner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot the God yeah. of Me, right? Yeah. That was that song, right? No. Uh, no, not God of Me. What was it? It was another one, but I can't remember. But yeah, it was I forgot on that about album. that. Yeah, I forgot about that song. Couldn't work with that. It, uh, 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 it was another artist, and I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think Kurt Franklin worked with somebody, too. People was upset about it. Oh, yeah. So it was like anything secular. Yeah. 
Couldn't listen to it. But here's the flip side. <laughs> we was allowed to, and I grew up on jazz. We was allowed to listen yeah, to that. Man. There was nothing wrong with that. Right, right. That still that, that didn't have nothing to do with Jesus. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jet 1073. <laughs> the way. The way. <laughs> like that. For word. all our non Ohio people, dang, it made no sense to you. <laughs> no sense. <laughs> and the wave is gone. Everything. It's gone. <laughs> but like that. And then uh, even when it came to like Christian music, I'm not going to say who, okay? Because I'm not going to put their business out there. But it was even said like contemporary Christian music or Christian hip hop wasn't really. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Music is very controversial. And again, along uh, across denominational lines, there's a lot of diversity in mm-hmm. terms of how we should engage, ingest, listen to mm-hmm. music. All Christian, only some secular, no secular. And it's only because people don't understand the whole idea of secular and non-secular. Mm-hmm. If we understood secular and non-secular better, then people would better govern themselves. You wouldn't have to govern them. Because at the end of the day, you know, this all goes back to like the era of the philosophers and, um, you know, uh, Aristotle in particular and how creation is manifest Mm -hmm. and he believes that there's two sides to creation the two sides of creation is the natural physical side and the immaterial side to creation Mm -hmm. now what this does is it kind of created a dichotomy and this dichotomy that he kind of started became a part of how humanity saw reality where before it was not that black and white it Mm -hmm. wasn't okay you got the spiritual side and the natural side but he kind of said no there is this dichotomy and that's kind of how we still think Mm -hmm. so the result of that and how that trickled down is all right you have of the church not of the church which becomes secular Mm non-secular that's all trickles down from that where really it's about you have things that are you all there's only one creation Mm -hmm. And you have components of creation that has been corrupted. Yeah. So it's not so much about secular, non-secular. It's about corrupted and uncorrupted. Yeah. And the question is not, should I listen to secular music? The music is, can I handle listening to that form of corruption? Exactly. That's what it should be. Okay. But yeah. So like in my context, so, you know, Baptist, how we were, mm-hmm. it was... <laughs> And it's funny because I still do this sometimes, uh, you know, telling myself it was listening to secular music was okay, just not on Sundays. <laughs> but okay, you're not telling her yourself because I'm like that now. Exactly, like a lot of me. <laughs> so I just told myself. <laughs> I mean, like Marcus, what is you playing? Right, right. That's your oh, training. Bit, so, 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 so. It's Sunday. <laughs> Well, it's after church. Okay. <laughs> still a long day. It's still a long day. <laughs> Wait till the sun go down at least. <laughs> Wait till 9 p.m. Right. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, yeah, so that's that's all this stuff. And it all kind of circulates to how we perceive the Holy Spirit and our training and our upbringing and our church culture. Because a lot of it, what we're talking about, and this is where I, I struggle with people, is people don't realize how much of our perception of the Holy Spirit is enculturated. Exactly. Yeah. And how it could legit warp 
mm. further generations. Ooh, yeah. Like, and again, I'm speaking from experience. It is my job to make sure that the man-made idea of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is not warped when it comes to teaching yeah. my child. Because yeah. then it does, it really affects your relationship with yes. the Holy Spirit. Yes. Or do I really want it? I just, and that's Come just being on. completely honest. Yeah. Do I really, do I, do I want this response? Do I want to be held accountable to this regard of the Holy Spirit. Man, come on, you preaching. Because that's the reality that nobody wants to admit. Nobody wants nobody to wants admit. to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about I don't want to look like that. Right. I don't want people to respond to me like that. Right. I don't want the expectation that people are gonna have on me after something like that. Exactly. So it's like, nah, I'm good. Like teach me how to have a healthy understanding yes. and relationship with the Holy Spirit so that way I can actually be effect be an effective Christian. Yeah. So that way I'm not scared off to be able to pray over this person yeah. or have this idea like if I do pray over the, a spirit's gonna jump at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's just like that's, that's that spooky spirituality. And you know, it's just so crazy because y'all know me, I'm a historian. Um, and it's just so crazy that we think that we have the same perception of reality as the people in the Bible. Yeah. And we that no. We don't even have the same perception as Americans 35 years ago. <laughs> I mean think about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little older than you, but like back in the day, if I leave in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing you till I get back at night. Right. I'm not talking to you till I get back at night. If I do need to get in touch with you in the middle of the day. I need to call your job. Something's wrong because something's wrong. Yeah. Because something has to be wrong. I mean, to call you in the middle of the day while you're at work. Right. We couldn't fathom this kind con- thing called constant communication and constant connection. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we don't even, like, that's a whole mindset. Like, the mindset is I am leaving for work. I am leaving for school. I'm leaving to go play with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I am completely disconnected from you for the next eight hours. And that parent or spouse or something was like, okay. Like, <laughs> All right. See you later, babe. Be safe. We had a quarter to put in our pocket. Mm-hmm. Find a pay phone. Now it's only emergency. Not just to say, hey, how are you doing? What you doing? You using this quarter just to see how I'm doing. I'm fine. <laughs> I see you would get home. I thought something was wrong. But see, then it changed a little bit. Because then when we got into, like, middle school, high school, we calling mom at work. Right. With the expectation, like, y'all should be at home doing your homework, right. cleaning up my house, blah, blah, mm. blah. We call, mom, can I have your ice cream in the refrigerator? Man. Did you really Right, 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 right. For ice cream? Come on, man. <laughs> like. The expectation was separation. Se- exactly. <laughs> when I get home, that chicken should be out of the refrigerator. And the thawing. same. And the same thing is we have to we have to take that times a hundred thousand to how different we were from the people in the biblical culture and in the biblical culture uh the first century circum mediterranean world and especially in the old testament world the expectation Mm -hmm. was spiritual encounters the expectation was if something happened we immediately look to the spirit. So this is where the Pentecostals aren't all off. Mm-hmm. The problem is they add too much Hollywood to it. Yeah. The problem is they add too much sensationalism to it. Um, when it gets to a place where spooky spirituality becomes the norm. Yeah. So you have Delisa 
who was so far, you were so okay mm-hmm. wrapping your arms around this woman and ministering to her. Mm-hmm. You were fine. So much so that you was going to clean her up. That's called the ministry of the Holy Spirit yeah. that you were engaged in right there. But spooky spirituality scared you off. And a lot of people have not recovered from spooky spirituality. Yeah, I don't know if I truly, I, no, I didn't. You have not. <laughs> <laughs> like, and here's the thing, like, I still, ser- like, for me, it was like, okay, I'm a big believer that I was put on this earth to serve yeah. individuals. And so I would still serve, but it would always just be in the back of my mind. Like, okay, if you see somebody throwing up. You out. Go ahead and step on out in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people do that. Like the most, you'll be surprised and alarmed at how many people who love the Lord, love people, love Jesus, worship, read the scriptures, read the Bible in the year. They do all of the stuff. But the moment stuff gets a little supernatural mm-hmm. they check out mm-hmm. they can't handle it they're not ready for it don't want it don't like it and that's unfortunate especially in the west for us so Ooh. that was good i love that yeah man <laughs> that's my favorite episode <laughs> hey man so we gonna so we gonna be talking about the holy spirit for a couple weeks couple episodes we're gonna talk about the holy spirit we're gonna get into this because what we need to understand as an african-american community mm-hmm is how dependent we have always been mm-hmm. on the Holy Spirit. And the reason we're struggling as a community now is because we dropped our dependence on the Holy Spirit. And I would agree with you 100%. Yeah. We are so far removed from our ancestors. I mean, even if people, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the type of individual where I revise history and I say every every person that has ever been an African-American in this country was on fire for the lower Christian. That, that's a revisionist history. I know that it's not true. But every person who's an African-American in this country, in some way, shape, or form, up until the civil rights movement, was impacted by the Holy Spirit. Either directly or indirectly. Mm. Because the civil rights movement was a movement of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It was a movement of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people just struggle, mm-hmm. struggle to acknowledge that. So we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. I really it. thought about that. Yeah, man. We're going to get into it. Okay. So that's why there's so much diversity and there's so much controversy in it. Um, so we're going to talk about it for two minutes, couple minutes. Then we're going to talk about this food. Okay. All right. So let me just give a little bit of teaching on this thing. Um the re the the you you've heard of a Caesar Street, right? A Caesar Street? I'm sorry, Azusa Street. Oh, Azusa Street. <laughs> no, I have not. You not heard of Azusa Street? I have not. Okay, I think you have. You okay. had to have. Okay. Being apostolic, you probably Azusa just Street? have not been um, educated on it. Okay. So educate. You had. What took place in the early 20th century, late 19th century, Mm. uh, the development of something called fundamentalism within Christianity. What fundamentalism was was kind of a response to all of the pushback that the church was getting as a result of enlightenment thinkers in the in these centuries. And the pushback was, hey, why do we have to 
surrender to these old archaic principles mm-hmm. that y'all push on us. We are at a place at humanity where we should be able to govern for ourselves. We don't need a God. Reason is our true greatest asset, not a relationship with God. So there's a lot of pushback. So the church kind of pushed back against that, which is fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. And fundamentalism was like, all right, let's let's construct a Christianity that is set on principles, set on um, doctrine, mm-hmm. that's set on traditions that will stand strong against the push against civilization, uh, society. Mm-hmm. All right. So fundamentalism, fundamentalism is kind of what took, was taking place. Um, so what happens in? Oh my gosh. Uh, 1906. I can't remember. I need to Google it real quick. Um, there was a uh, street mission that served as a church um, um, in, uh, was, was, oh my, Oklahoma. Oh my God, where's Azusa Street? My God, I did all this shrub prep before and I forgot because I'm getting tired and all this stuff I'm doing. Um, but anyway, it was uh, some shrimp and grits. I'm I trying know, to tell you. Pro- you know what? That's it. You sabotaged it's, me. It slowed you down. <laughs> like, that's comfort food right there. Man, you messed me I'm up. I'm sorry. No, you good. It was great. It was, <laughs> that's right. It was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so what they were having was a revival. Okay. And, you know, people were coming in. And the next thing you know, it was a night that someone was praying. I can't remember what triggered it. But next thing you know, it was almost like Pentecost. Okay. So everyone started speaking in tongues. Come on. They were just singing, worshiping, preaching, everybody speaking in tongues. And for like the and the revival didn't stop. It went on for weeks and months. Yeah, it was in 19, uh, 1906. It didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um and actually went no on for years. Years actually. Um and just manifestations of the Holy Spirit, like an outpouring that America had not seen. Mm-hmm. Like that. Now, this was actually the second one. The first one actually happened in Topeka, Kansas. And, um, you know, the people there said, ooh, you know what? The Holy Spirit is here. And they go to the Azusa Street revival and they start preaching on it. And next thing you know, it was just an outbreak. Yeah. And people are coming. It's night after night. People coming for healings. They're coming to get filled with the Holy Spirit and all this other stuff. So a fundamentalist weren't feeling it because it did not fit in the framework. Okay. That they had already established as to what's Christianity, what's not Christianity. So the fundamentalists kind of came against it. And at that point in time, the fundamentalists represented the mainstream, the masses of Christianity. Yeah. So this is kind of where you kind of have this divide of the conservative Christianity mm-hmm. and the charismatic Christianity. Because the fundamentalists didn't, want, didn't see a framework for it. Um, but out of the Azusa Street revival is where you get all of your American Pentecostal churches. Okay. Um, that's where your apostolic traditions come from. That's mm-hmm. where your Pentecostal Church of God in Christ comes out of Azusa Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and even um, indirectly, we could talk about this. It's a little controversial, but the um, ALG, the Assemblies of God Church. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's what kind of birthed it all. But it was not considered a actual move of God by a lot of fundamentalist Christians because one, and this is one of the controversial parts, aspects of it. Um, it was not, it was not housed within a specific demographic. That's okay. one of the issues. Meaning the outpour was for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Whites, 
blacks, Everybody. Asians, young, old. Mm-hmm. It was a true move of the Holy Spirit, but it was not, you know, it wasn't in a control group. Mm-hmm. And when the stuff is like that, then what do you do with it? What do you do with it? You know what I'm saying? So people said they just they 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 um dis dis discredited. Yeah, it was discredited. It was o- emotionalism. It's fake. It's all it's fake. fake. You know what I'm saying? It's mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. You know things of that nature. Like, what's the the? It, I don't know if it's a medical term or an official term for speaking in tongues. I like glycemia. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, glossalia. Glossalia, something like that. Well, something. Yeah. It sounds like a pill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly the term you're talking about. But okay. yeah, that's one of the terms. Um, See, so, I mean, so, so this began the controversy. And, ne- and next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. But the um, um, Charles Parham mm-hmm. um, was a person who was kind of, you know, he was kind of the leader of that. He was African-American. Okay. Um, and it was amazing. Like the stuff he was literally, that's all he did. He just prayed at the altar all day mm-hmm. and they were doing, and he knew people were talking bad about it. People were coming and observing it because it took, took it lasted for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, naysayers was coming and he was doing everything in his power to prove that it wasn't fake. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, so for, and before someone got prophesied, you know, it was like, we have to, Make it very clear, prove to everybody we don't know you, we don't know where you're from, and all this other stuff. And sometimes he would do prophecies. I think the story was he would do prophecies from behind a pulpit, sitting on the floor, mm-hmm. not looking at anybody, and the Holy Spirit just revealing things. Sorry. So this is kind of what begins that aspect of it. But for us as African Americans, are some slaves. And we're going to get into that next episode. Come on. <laughs> episode seven. Episode seven. Because I'm in it now. I'm in it. Yeah. After, we got two more episodes after this and then season one's over. Season one's over? Yeah. So it took us three episodes to get food? Or how many episodes did it take? This is our third episode of food. So yeah, you're right. Now, I don't know who's supposed to be getting us some more food, but we were promised some more food. I know, so right? So we got to get on it. We got to okay. talk to the people. We got to talk to the people. All right. All right, you got a question for me? Let me see. I got a question for you. What's my Fact fiction. Wait. wait, Fact fiction or false? Or ridiculous. Or ridiculous. Okay. Fact fiction. Ridiculous. Okay. So we discussed Christianity in North, uh, being in North Africa during early church. Was it a, in West Africa per slavery? Um, was slavery in West Africa pre-slavery? Yeah. Fact, fiction, or ridiculous? Now, that's a very controversial question. Okay. Because the belief was, and it's held by many, mm-hmm. that Christianity was introduced to West Africa during the slave trade. Okay. But the truth is there's evidence that there was slave uh, that there was Christianity in West Africa where the slaves were taken mm-hmm. pre North Atlantic slave trade. Really? Yep. Jude three, 
uh, they wrote on this extensively. So I'm gonna give them a plug right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, y'all go ahead, check them out. And, uh, and I think they have an article up in, in their resources where they talk about Christianity was uh, present in West Africa. So what happened was um, you had a, um, like you had an explorer go to West Africa pre-slavery mm-hmm. and they actually took some people back to Africa they were basically um, assimilated to what they saw out there, adopted Christianity, mm-hmm. and then went back to the area they were from in West Africa. And yeah, they, they started a church in West Africa. That's just in, in their own language. In their own language, in their culture, ministered and evangelized to their people. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The more you know. So, because I definitely do know that. We, it, there's no controversy this week. No. There's no question this week. There's no <laughs> doubt this week. I think it's time for name or non. We already know. We already said. <laughs> we already going to name it. So. <clears throat> what I, we had today. What we had today. So we had shrimp and grits. Get a full description. Shrimp and grits. And it was so. It had shrimp, cilantro, bacon, uh, cheese, the butter was in there, the seasoning, the flavors, like girl stuck her whole foot. Mm-hmm. The entire, up to her kneecap in the thing. Mm. Okay. And then now we got our, we got some banana pudding over there. Mm. Now I don't like everybody's banana pudding. Mm-hmm. I only like mom's. My mother's, right? Oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. But I've had hers and I've actually had her make me a whole pan oh, of it. So you already so for a family function. Okay. You know what this so just is. dive in real quick and now I'm like, all right. <laughs> Okay. All right, my turn, my turn. Okay. Oh, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on a diet. Let now, me put this down. Now, see, she makes she makes banana-less and bananas. Now, banana-less, to me, is blasphemy. I don't understand how people eat that. It's called banana pudding. Or it need to have bananas in it. That part I don't understand, but okay. I mean, if that's your thing, all right. Do you understand... I don't think you understand how overweight I would be <laughs> if I live with someone who cooked like this. Right. Right. I'm glad I don't live with my mama no more. Oh my goodness. That banana pudding tastes like Okay. Oh my God. It tastes like what it tastes like. I can't even come up with a good joke. That's how good I'm like in awe of this banana pudding. Oh my gosh. Delicious. It tastes like, it it tastes like laying on the ground (laughs) on a beautiful spring day where it's not too hot. Mm -hmm. And then you close your eyes and then you so relaxed, you feel like you floating in the air. That's how it tastes. That breeze overtake you. That's what this food tastes like. The girl, she blessed. All right. All right. So what's the name? Because we ain't even going, ain't no controversy. What's the no, name? We not doing naw this week. Okay. <laughs> so her name, uh-huh. it is Jay Ashley's Cooking Creations. This huh. girl is a caterer. Okay. She has a catering business. Okay. She, she's a private chef. Okay. I think she's going to be working with um, uh, Pastor Coker. Oh. Yes. My man. So let me just, let me get black owned business. Mm-hmm. Okay. This been making dinners. 
Mm-hmm. Now, before I was like, I'm not eating nobody's dinner from their house. You know how you know how yeah. back in the day, you yeah, said, yeah, yeah. let me cook up some meals and sell them. I'm not doing that. It was the one time, and I've known her from the right away. I've had her cooking or whatever. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I'm selling dinners, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. Hit her up. Let me get let me get shrimp and grits. Since mm-hmm. then, I've been hooked. Man, listen. She got a friend. She eat. She messages me. She'll post it on Facebook and then message me like, "Hey, just want to let you know, I'm I'm selling dinners." Oh my god! Put me down. Put me down for two. Oh my uh, god! Thank you. Like, she stopped cooking for a little bit mm-hmm. when she when she um she gave birth. Mm-hmm. And then I was vegan, and I was like, "We gonna get some vegan <laughs> options." I'm no longer vegan. Okay, so she been delivered. That's deliverance. <laughs> Um, I was like, we got some vegan options out this mug. But when I tell you sis can cook. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm going to slide you the link. <laughs> I need that link like ASAP for real. And like, because I get hype. I'll be stalking her page. Like, what are we cooking this week? Girl, she she made these wings one time. And I'm a wing snob. We didn't already talk yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top tier. Really? She made me like wings again. Really? Yes. You know you can cook when you can convert folk. Exactly. Because I was like, mm, I, ever since I had wings in um, um, the Bahamas, I, I just don't want them anymore. It's not the same. She cooked some wings. I was like, yes. When you can convert people to eat stuff they don't like. Yes. And she just, she got married. Okay. Had a baby. Mm-hmm. She stopped doing the thing. I was like, all right. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy. Right? <laughs> but when she said, all right, I'm selling dinners again, put me down for two. Yeah, come on now. Put me down for two. Oh I used to God. have her, she would drop it off at my job. That's how fiend, okay? That's how bad I was. Can you wow. come deliver me a couple plates? Need a re-up. Yeah, so, Janae, you did your thing this week. Oh, my gosh. Trip and grits. I didn't got you. I got somebody. I didn't plug you somewhere You, you got else, at least dude. one more fan. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So if you if you if you know if you in the Akron area, you know Janae, you know she cooking. She gonna be here. She gonna be there. She catering this place or that place. Hit her up. She's okay. amazing. All right, cool. That was a good fun time today. It was, Pastor Glass. This, this now I, I'm awake. This one really. <laughs> this episode got me awake today. Well, good, good, good. Yeah, man. This is. I knew we was gonna uh, talk about some good stuff today. Have some good food. Have some fun with my co-host. I'm one. And, uh, you know, we're excited. We're going to finish this one. Uh, next episode, part two, maybe a part three. We'll see how that goes. I don't know how we want to do the last episode of the season. I don't know, but this one, we need to bring some people in here. We need to have the people in here for the last episode. You know, that's a great idea. We're going to force the, we're gonna force the issue. We know who we need to bring in. Everybody that said they was going to cook, you they know need what? to bring their food in. That's a great idea. Okay. That's a great idea. We're going to have a party. Uh, a whole party. <laughs> All right. I'm holding you to your promises. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, Pastor Glass, this is a great episode. A lot of fun as usual. Yes. Um, episode six. Yes. Can't wait for episode seven. Man, y'all all have a good rest of your day. We love you. Peace out. God bless you. See you all next time. Peace out.